Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 78 of today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host for today, Ash Paulson, and I'm joined as always by my great friends and GBG co-founders Derek Bittner and Steve Bowling. And I know I did just say that bit about special guests, but today we're going old school. We're rocking it old school today. No guests, just the three of us. Uh, just figured we'd have a nice old I mean, school end to the week. It's been a week. I think all of us have been yeah. like just a little tired today <laughs> is yeah. the best way to put it. Yeah. Steve and I, uh, I mean, I was working to get near replicant done. Uh, the, that review, Steve, you had both the uh, judgment review and TNT to edit. So yep. that was a hell right. of a night. That was so, a long night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm working on various things. I'm still cracking it. Uh, well, I, I finished Balan. I'm just trying to find time to finish, actually, Steve, to sit down writing and finish writing and editing and doing that review. But I'm also working with Steve on another review we've got coming up, kind of a pair of reviews that we can't talk about yet. Um, and then, of course, just, you know, TNT back work or back into work three times a week, trying to get what's that track going. There's just there just seems like the pile of work never it never gets shorter, does it? It never no, does. No, it doesn't. But no. uh, yeah. You know, I am yeah. very glad this is a good problem to have. Having having a That's stack true. of embargoed reviews to do uh, for a channel as young as us is a very good problem. Oh uh, yeah, yes. And and Definitely. you guys asked for it. We told you that we would try to make uh, team reviews or team previews happen as uh, opportunities become available. And uh, one such opportunity crossed our path uh, last week. So Ash and I will be bringing a GVG's first like duo review, I guess. So yes, be- yeah, which uh, coming up. Uh, well, duo, not just a duo review, duo preview as well. We're kind of yes. doing it, uh, doing it both in a way. Yes. And uh, yeah, Adam Davis says, "What is that a public confirmation? What's that track?" I mean, it's always been confirmed that I'm that I'm bringing it back. It's just a matter of being able to sit down and actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So it's just a matter of having time to do all this stuff and you know effectuate all these plans we have, but uh, we're, we're cracking away at it and we're, yeah. we're getting the work done. Yeah. The, in, the, um, in the meanwhile, I'm uh, already working on the next P- the, the kind of the final video on the PSN saga that I've been doing. Right. Cause I did PS one. I did PS two. It's like, Oh, Hey, they brought it back. Well, PSP oh. store is still, still closing. So is closing. So let me get that. Although I, I don't, Fun fact, I think I lost my charger for my Vita. <laughs> Me <laughs> and too. I don't if, and I don't know if I can find my charger for my uh, uh, PSP as well. Um, so I have to go through the PSTV, and I don't know if that uh, PSN is different. But I went through and found all the PSP games on there. And turns out they have a ton of uh, PS1 games that are listed in the PS the, the Vita store, PSTV store, uh, I guess, that are not on the PSN unless I guess you search for them. So that's kind of a fourth video I ended up oh, having wow. to do because what a pain. I mean, there's there's something to keep in mind here. I completely forgot about this, Ash, but there is Mega Man one through four on PS one, like PS one versions. Yeah, of it's the uh, complete works versions, the Rockman complete works versions. Yeah. Yes. So they're on there. There's a lot of Japanese uh, stuff. Okay, Rob Barman X does confirm that Vita Store is different. I, I'm doing the best I can, <laughs> you know, with yeah. what I, the resources I have. Um, let, me, it is, let me see if I can't dig up my PSP charger. I'm I'm enough of a pack rat that I might have it in my garage. I might have it too. It's just like I, it's in the closet somewhere. It's like, do I want to go through all this? Because um, I think I do have my my PS Vita. Maybe not PSP chargers, but I think I still have my PS Vita charger. I think I'm, I'm fairly confident yeah. I have mine because I have a weird. If if you guys could console. just get me a list, <laughs> I can yeah, do the yeah. rest. Um, real uh-huh. quick before we go too too far. 
I know we have a sponsor to talk about. Um, oh, yeah. Yes, but before we, we even go there, Andy Day in the chat mentions that uh, he unfortunately tested positive for COVID today. And oh, no. For good vibes. Shit, I just, so, like, Andy, I am so sorry. That is, uh, that is terrible. So I hope that you yeah. do not have a rough go of it. I hope you feel better soon. Obviously, stay safe. Absolutely. Watch TNT. We'll be here every Monday, Wednesday, <laughs> Friday to help you through it. And you don't need to see other people for it. So uh, yeah. thanks, thanks for hanging in the audience, man. I can't even imagine. But, yeah. Uh, we Take care of yourself, obviously. Put yourself first and just, you know, be safe, man. And we hope you feel better soon. Uh, and you, you have the easiest COVID experience possible. Such yeah, just it is. tons of water. Rest up. Don't don't push yourself. Just take it easy. Oh, Andy does say thanks, guys. Yeah, I don't have any of the bad symptoms, luckily. Okay, okay that's good. good. That's Super good. glad to hear that. We hope it stays that way. Um, that's awesome. Um, as Steve said, we do have a sponsor to talk about, and that, of course, is Straight Lace and their Steam game, The Soul Device. And The Soul Device is a puzzle platformer built on the concept of making your own platforms to solve puzzles and explore the environment, consuming the player's hit points in the process. There are many rooms to explore and several abilities for the player to unlock, and as of, well, not as of today, as of a little while ago, the Soul Device is free to play on Steam for anyone who wants to check it out, so we highly recommend that you do that. However, uh, Straight Lace does have something additional to talk about for today, and that is that on Saturday, May 1st at 2 p.m., Straight Lace will be hosting a charity live stream on his YouTube channel to support the charity Simple Needs Georgia. During this stream, Straight Lace will be rapidly developing a game from scratch, but the game he develops will be decided on by the viewers. The game's genre, gameplay, characters, goals, and more will all be determined by chat either during the stream or in polls prior on Straight Lace's community page. Milestone rewards include cameos from Straight Lace's cats and sister, a dog (laughs) reveal, holy crap, the creation of custom music for the game, and if the community manages to raise as much money as Straight Lace dumped into Gotcha Games, Straight Lace will return to making content for the game Dragalia Lost. This wow. stream requires participation to work, though, so Straight Lace hopes to see you on May 1st. So, and, he, oh, and in the chat, he does say that that is at 2 p.m. Eastern. I was going to ask that. Okay, so 2 p.m. Eastern time, 11 a.m. Pacific time. If, you, if you're free on Saturday, May 1st, this is a great cause, and it sounds like a lot of fun. So... Everybody listening, we we encourage you to go check out uh, Straight Lace's stream on May 1st. Uh, with that said, though, um, we were kind of planning on a fairly easy breezy Friday, and it's still going to be that, but there is a surprising amount of news to uh, get through today. So let's go ahead and get that first story up on screen, and we're going to start heavy and then kind of coast through the rest. We're going <laughs> to rip that. We're going yeah, to start with the heaviest news story. And uh, this comes, uh, or this was posted in our server by Eddie Zacianland, and that is that Near Replicant, uh, just released yesterday, I believe, uh, has what seems, today, was today my bad, uh, what seems to be a uh, kind of unfortunately transphobic trophy slash achievement called Daredevil, wherein the player intentionally has to look at the character Kaine's genitals several times, quote-unquote, risking life and limb to discover someone's secret. However, Kaine, of course, is an intersex character, so... At worst, this is an, this is an example of really bad wording and and ignorance at at or sorry at best it's it's ignorant and really badly worded. At worst, it's viciously transphobic. But Derek, you just finished reviewing this game for us, so I'm going to throw this to you, and I want to get what you how you're feeling about this. See, I always thought they treated Kane very well in this game. Tar- Yoko Tar has always seemed to be kind of on the up and up when it comes to this this sort of thing. It does seem that because way. because yeah. th- here's the thing, Emil. Uh, the other character in the game is canonically gay. Like this is not a, one of those things mm-hmm. like, ah, he's, you know, phobic and all that stuff. At least it doesn't appear that way. I don't want to make broad statements. Yeah. But the other thing is that 
when I, so I wanted to see her reaction just to see if it was in there. Mm-hmm. And I booted up the game, tried to tilt the camera. And I'm tilting the camera all around her to try to yeah. see, to get this sort of like, how is she reacting to this? I want to get the context. She didn't react at all. And I never, I never got the trophy or that or anything like that. It was my assumption that she'll react ten times. Then you get the trophy. Maybe you have to look ten times. I don't know. But I tried to activate it just to see, like, how does she react to this? Because the game never outright states her 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 being intersex. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just sort of a thing that's sort of in there that you can d- see and is was kind of confirmed by Yoko Taro. But not really anything like that. It's just more the la- uh, more layers on why she's sort of been um, kind of pushed away by villagers and whatnot and, and and all that. And it's I don't know if it was like who approved this trophy. It, it's just or one of those things like ah, it's, it's because we could do this in Automata. It's a fun little thing. It's you know, it's you got the um, was this not a trophy in the original? I I've not no, played. The it original. doesn't seem. I don't think so. Uh, it doesn't seem to be because everybody's mm-hmm. reacting to it now. I, well, the original is also a PS2 game. No, the original is a PS3 game. I have it right here. Oh, it's a PS3? Oh, oh I got my my generation. You're thinking, generation Drake, you're thinking Drake and Guard yeah, 1 too. Oh, yeah, I see it right there. Um, yeah, now it also is important to note that Audoodle in the chat mentions that there is a trophy in Near Automata uh, that's kind of similar where you have to maneuver the skirt or the skirt, the, the camera to try to look under 2B skirt. So. You know, obviously Yoko Taro's horny. This is nothing new. He's always been horny, and you know he he includes horniness in his games. Uh, I think it's more the the wording behind the achievement in terms of you know risking life and limb to figure out Kaine's secret. Um, now I have seen that there's been a lot of discussion about this on our server going both ways. You know, obviously everyone agrees it's egregious and really not good the way this all came down, but. Kane herself is a very aggressive character, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong, Derek, but she's... Oh, she she's like a sailor. It's wonderful. Right. So the wording, risking life and limb, could be referring to oh, Kane's character oh, she would and not... absolutely kick your ass. Like, her, right. when you first meet her, the way she helps Nier dodge an attack is kicking him in the face. Wow. Okay, well, there you go. So this may... The, the wording of that achievement, unfortunate it is, may be referencing... Kane as a character and not, oh my god, you're risking your eyes to see, you know, the secret, you know, the, the, the genitals of this intersex character. That it reads that way, but it may not be that way. But it also might be that way. It's hard to say. But as you said, Derek, Yoko Taro doesn't really have a, uh he has a history of horniness, but not a history of transphobia or homophobia or really any anti-LGBTQ plus content, as far as I know, at least. He's kind of on the up and up oh xq jonah says i think she kills you when you get the trophy oh okay fair enough i mean i mean yeah the thing for me is i i don't know that it's necessarily and i can't speak for the transgender community i would much rather a transgender person tell me how they i I wish we had exactly somebody Um, trans or intersex on the on the panel it would be yeah i think that really revealing because you know obviously not intersex so i can't really speak yeah. that. see i think a lot about when i when i think about this i think about um like traditional anime tropes of pervy people trying to look at girls panties because unfortunately that is a traditional anime trope mm. um and whether yeah. whether you agree with it or not it's something that is pervasive in uh japanese culture like certain types of media and usually 
the type of character that would try to get a panty shot gets the ever-loving shit kicked out of him by someone. Right, right. Um, which I think is okay. I, I find that to be funny. Like, when Master Roshi sure. tries to look at Bulma's panties and she ends up whooping his ass, you know, I think that's funny. I don't get offended by that. I don't find it offensive. Um, and I think if you do have, like, a panty-related trophy, I guess if you get killed at the end, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I would probably find humor in that as well like i would think Mm -hmm. i mean if i was because let's let's face it there's definitely people out there that don't know this trophy exists that are definitely trying to look at kine's panties right Um, (laughs) and then it pops up and they die which would be kind of funny like you get the achievement and then kind of kills you i would love to see the genuine reaction of someone that didn't know that was coming i would find that really humorous yeah um right i don't i don't think uh i i do think that you know i don't have the full context on how it's presented so i don't want to really provide an opinion one way or the other i can just say if it's in the context that i believe it to be i could find some humor in it but like mm-hmm. as almost a punishment for being a peeping tom but yeah that's right. not uh, what it is and it's very possible that isn't what it is because i've not played near um then then yeah there's definitely a a there's potential for this to be a problematic thing i just don't want to go out yeah. on a limb and say it I'll- is or it isn't without having seen it myself Audoodles in the chat says, I'm here, I'm trans, and I don't know what to feel. And, and I think that's uh, that's totally legit because there's yeah. you can see why, you can see why not. It's just mm, it's hard to really say. And Evernight says, 2B would bat the camera away when you tried to pick up a skirt. It's like a bad running gag now with this context. And yeah, I, right. I looked up the trophy list and it is not in the original, but it isn't. They do have it. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I Googled it. I was going to bring nice. it up. Because I'm like, um, I don't remember um, that in this near. And, and I believe that there is an interview, and I'm, I'm going to be just be quoting him offhand, but I believe there is an interview with Yoko Taro a few years ago who said, uh, or where he said that it, something along the lines of it's important for him to include intersex and gay characters and other minority characters in Nier because these people exist in real life, obviously, and, and they should you know be represented in his games as well. And so that's why I feel like maybe this was a, a, an unfortunate, you know, like a really I mean, bad localization. It was developed by, texter. Uh, uh, I don't know, Toy Logics. Uh, it was developed by them. That the, the remaster was handled by them. Um, so you know, it, it's, I don't know how that all all breaks down. So it might have been their idea because it's like ah, cute reference to Near Automata, uh, Automata. Yeah. Uh, do that sort of thing. It's it's really hard to say, but the thing is, outside of this trophy. Kaine is treated with kind of, I wouldn't say respect because because uh, Grimoire Vice is constantly calling uh, Kaine a hussy because of the way she's dressed. But, uh-huh. you know, it's played for laughs because Kaine will just respond, fuck off, book. Like, she does not take anybody's crap. So, I don't know. It, it's one of those weird things where she is... Uh, she's a wonderful character. She's my favorite character in the game, but yeah, nice. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think, I think unfortunately the, this trophy is, is ignorant at best and, and the wording should probably be changed if it shouldn't just be outright removed. Yeah. I, I think it should just be removed you know, completely. Yeah. And, and, you know, to be clear, all three of us up here on, on, on the panel, we support the, the LGBTQ plus community, intersex community, but we're not part of it. So this isn't for any of us to decide. We're not going to say, this is how people should feel about this because that's not for us to, to decide at yeah. all. We're just talking about it. We're reporting the news as it is. And certainly we're delivering our thoughts on it, but you know, you have absolutely have to draw your own conclusions on how this makes you feel. 
Um, personally, I do feel as though the, this is just really unfortunately ignorant, dangerous wording and that the intent from the ground was or from from the ground up was not to include a transphobic, intersex phobic achievement in the game. I don't believe that was the intent, but I do believe that's how it comes off due to the unfortunate wording and and just kind of the wider context. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, well, we said that we were starting off with the heaviest news <laughs> of the day. Uh, so it's all we're, we're all going to it's, it's pretty it's lighter stuff from here on out. So let's go ahead and move on to this next news story, which Steve, I know, is basically going to jump out of his seat about. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is posted in our server by Coop's Crib, and that is that Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis launches in June worldwide. Obviously, I don't know a whole lot about Fantasy Star Online. I played a little bit of it back in the day on GameCube. But Steve, you're like the biggest PSO fan I know, man. So I'm throwing this directly to you. Oh How are you God. feeling about this? I am. I am so damn hyped for this. Like to to give you context, one a PSO game has never had a simultaneous release worldwide ever. Ooh. So Dreamcast had right. I want to say a six month lead. Uh, Fantasy Star Universe had had a bunch of had several months. I played the Japanese version for I want to say a year or more before it came out in America. Um, PSO two, the one that we're all talking about, you know, the prequel to this, had an eight year lead. So, oh my god, um, you know, Sega hasn't done so great with getting these out the door on on par with each other, and and because of that, because of that, what we end up seeing is a complete lack of feature parity, right? So when events happen, when other stuff happens in the game, America maybe gets it. Most of the time doesn't. Uh, that includes a lot of rare weapons and items. There's just a lot of stuff that never makes its way west, even if the game itself does. So this mm-hmm. gives me hope. I will say the only thing that kind of drags me down about this is that I wish we would go back to the days of having one global community. Uh, because the original mm-hmm. PSO, mm-hmm. even though it came out later in the U.S., you just got dumped in with the Japanese players. And so you could go to Japanese lobbies and meet up with people and they would help, you know, drag you through or give you. It was cool kind of to have this built in community of pros that were able to help all these new people out. Um, but I would love it if I could just say, oh, hey, you know, I want to play on the Japanese side where the players are a little more serious, a little more hardcore, maybe not spamming emotes in the lobby all the time. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, but still play with all my American friends who don't speak Japanese, who don't understand the language without having to have two accounts on two different servers. Um, but I, I'm going to be playing on the American side this time, uh, not only because... Uh, Sega has shown interest in partnering with GVG for some PSO2 NGS content later on, um, but also just because I, I want to be able to extol the virtues of this game and not tell my friend, okay, well, you know, sign into the Japanese player site, download an English patch, install that on your PC, and then <laughs> yeah. several hours later, we'll be good to go. I, I prefer to just say, hey, if you have an Xbox, fire it up, or go to the Microsoft store if you have a PC and download it there and, and just hit the ground running. So uh, I'm very excited for this this is great news uh i mentioned i'll be streaming the beta in mid-may um so sounds like a couple weeks after that we'll we'll be playing the full release which is fantastic i did not expect this especially from sega so as somebody hasn't really looked into the fantasy star online stuff in a long time like i remember renting the the gamecube version and just sort of playing it single player and not fully understanding it um is 
is new genesis like an expansion or is it a brand new game like what what is it so it's weird i i haven't for the record i haven't played any new genesis even like under embargo or anything um but it it seems to me as as a fan as though it's like a sequel but sega is positioning it differently so as not to fracture their user base because uh you can log in you have one sega account and it'll take you to either pso2 or new genesis and you literally choose that in the menu of the game so they're not separate games like in terms of what you execute on your xbox or your pc or whatever you start up pso2 and then you choose from there whether you're going to play new genesis or the original um but new genesis takes place a thousand years after pso2 uses a completely different graphics engine battle mechanics are 100 percent different uh it seems to focus less on like instance instanced i hate saying that word missions uh and more (laughs) on like having a big open world that players kind of travel around and and fight challenges Mm in um there's like a hub city so it it seems to me as though it's a sequel but they're trying very hard to not market it as such okay gotcha okay yeah i I was actually wondering the same thing i i know so little about the the actual brand itself and and what sets every version of pso2 apart from from the others so it's good to know to have that context steve thank you for that and yeah i I don't know i mean this of course june there's already a lot else coming out in june uh not the least of which is ff7 remake integrate so we don't know exactly when in june this is dropping yet i don't know how this is going to work out yeah i mean considering i'm already playing one mmo i can't jump into a second so right (laughs) Sorry, I'll, I'll have to stick with fantasy rather than sci-fi. <laughs> that is that is okay. Um, it is worth noting that even though this is the first ever uh, simultaneous global release for a PSO game, uh, there is still a Japanese exclusive component to this, and that is that on August nineteenth, there uh, there's going to be a Japanese exclusive starter package, which includes a mini soundtrack and uh, nine special in-game items. I don't need to go through all of them, but yeah. So there is, you know, it would be cool if we were getting that as well to make it a truly full you know worldwide release but uh at least the game itself is being released simultaneously in every territory and that is what matters well it's interesting here because it's apparently xbox one and pc via steam uh in the epic game store and the microsoft store in the west but in japan it's coming out on ps4 pc and a cloud version on the switch so i guess play to your market yeah (laughs) although it feels like i I, i'm pretty sure microsoft paid for this so it does seem like odd that it's not going to be on ps4 well so i don't know the particulars of the deal because sega will not tell me no matter how many times (laughs) i've tried and i know a bunch of reporters who have tried to get the scoop on on what the hell happened to pso2 because uh if if you don't remember and and most people don't uh sega came to pax west i want to say 2013 with an english build of pso2 and then they were like it's Mm. coming out this summer and then eight years (laughs) went by and so (laughs) so everyone was like what the fuck happened and then they announced, you know, at E3, the last E3 we were all together at, and I started screaming at the Xbox conference when it showed up, um, that PSO2 would be coming to the West, but on Microsoft's uh, back-end server infrastructure. Like, they made a point, a very weird point of telling us, like, it's on Microsoft Azure, and I'm like, no one cares about that. Literally nobody. <laughs> what Why? even is Microsoft Azure? Right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I work in IT, so I know what Microsoft Azure is, but it's not like, I'm not like, oh yeah! Like, <laughs> this is what people need to know. No one cares. Um, but it tells me that Microsoft probably, like, 
had a sidebar with Sega at some point. They're like, look, people want PSO2. You guys clearly don't know what the hell you're doing with servers. So we'll give you the servers if you give us the exclusive or something to that effect. Like, we'll we'll and run the game. It's not a bad idea, considering I don't believe Final Fantasy XIV is on the Xbox. I don't think so. I don't think so. so. I think you're right. I you have fourteen so. for the, for Sony users, and you have PSO for uh, Xbox users. Kind of smart, and PC for both, obviously, but. Yeah, yeah, it's it's real interesting to see how this is playing out in the West. I mean, in in Japan, PSO2 is extremely popular and so it's on most platforms, ironically not Xbox, but <laughs> um the thing the thing that I'm going to miss the most, if if you play if you had played the Japanese cloud version of PSO2 when it came out on the Switch, which I did just because mm-hmm. I thought it was an interesting thing, they gave you uh Breath of the Wild items. So you can play PSO2 uh, oh, dressed neat. as like Breath of the Wild Link. You have the Master Sword as a weapon. I'm oh, like, this cool. is dope. I really like this. And of course, I won't be able to bring those over to the Western release. But right, it's mm-hmm. worth it for the convenience. I'll take it. Uh, Skull Kid Tiger in the chat uh, asks, wait, what are the platforms? And the answer to that is in the West, at least, it's going to be on Xbox One and PC via Steam, the Epic Game Store, and Microsoft Store. Uh, and then uh, in Japan only, it'll be available for PS4, PC, and Switch via a cloud version, specifically for Switch. So the short answer to that is if you're in the West, Xbox One and PC. Holy yep. crap. Arkwing says PSO2 is on the Vita in Japan. Yep. Full version, not a cloud. Right. No joke. Jeez. I remember that. Hold on. Oh, boy. Steve's about to show off some nerd cred, I think. Uh-oh, here we go. Nice. I'm taking a gamble here. Let's see. Oh okay, so the other day when we were talking about the revival or, or the, the stay of execution for the Vita store, I showed off my Vita. Mm-hmm. Inside my Vita, I'm going to bet. I'm, I'm betting, okay? I don't know. Oh, there boy. might be nothing. But uh, inside my Vita, if I can open this card flap... <laughs> Sounds inappropriate. Inside my Vita, I have. Oh, come on. Focus, you damn camera. That is Fantasy Star Online 2, I swear. You can't really... (laughs) Nice. Nice. I'll take your word for it. It has a lot of blue. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of blue. It it looks like a PSO. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Rutkin, Microsoft holding this hostage. I think it's sort of like... Not in the way that you're thinking. I think it wouldn't exist without Microsoft in the same way that Bayonetta 2 wouldn't have existed without Nintendo. Yeah, I think this was more Mm -hmm. of a Sega took their lumps and got a lot of bad press in the West uh, for PSO2. And Microsoft basically said, hey, if you're still interested, we'll 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 bring it over. And the Danilo Almini used the makeup tutorial technique. I'm sad that I know exactly what you're talking about. Let me see if the oh, no. makeup <laughs> tutorial technique works. So one thing that I told my, my co-founders and thanks to your generosity, I was able to purchase a new lens for my camera, which I've been sitting on for a while, but I finally got it set up today. Uh, let's see if the makeup lens or the make, the makeup tutorial method works. So you hold uh-huh. something up and you use your hand as like a, it oh. does work. Oh my gosh. Nice. Oh, it my, does. That's funny. My lily white hands help my camera to focus. Well, there, there you go. go. So yeah, nice. now, now I know. Thank you for the suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> by, by the way, um, I'm, I'm looking at this box art and seeing the sword and all that. Like, you know, this just makes me think of a Xenoblade Chronicles X MMO. Oh, it totally uh-huh. looks like Xenoblade Chronicles. It does. And the thing is like... I, I think that they stole some inspiration from Xenoblade for New Genesis, because if you see the game in motion, 
it looks like what a Xenoblade MMO would likely look like. I mean, the gameplay of Final Fantasy XIV is very Xenoblade-esque, so I think Xenoblade's been really influential for MMO and Japanese MMOs. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it would seem so. But yeah, I, I thought the same thing when I was making the thumb for today's episode. I wanted to get PSO2 in there. And I'm like, oh, this kind of does remind me of Xenoblade X. Um, <laughs> Steve, speaking of suggestions, Azran, our resident pun master, says you should show off your card flap more often. And that's, with that. That's post-show territory, <laughs> my friend. Right. So I think that's a perfect segue into our next <laughs> news story, uh, which, is, which is some good news. We, we have some good news here. So let's go ahead and get that up on screen. And this was posted in our uh, server by Mubar. And uh, this is kind of a continuation uh, to a story we reported on previously. Um, Back before Sony uh, reversed their decision to close down the PS3 and PS Vita PlayStation stores, we also reported on uh, how that while all this is going on, PS3 game patches were slowly disappearing uh, and, and making it impossible for certain PS3 games to get updated in various territories, which just pissed off people even more. Now we're happy to report that PS3 game, batch, game patches seem to be slowly returning, uh, including those for some high-profile t- uh, titles like Tekken Tag Tournament 2. And I'm going through the list here on psnprofiles.com. And yeah, uh, it seems like Sony has returned quite a few patches to working order, such as 007 Legends, Battlefield 4, uh, Dante's, Dante's Inferno, Inferno. Yeah. yeah, Gran Turismo 5, Jet Set Radio HD. Um, yeah, Mortal Kombat. So quite a few patches have been restored. However, not all of them. We're still uh, missing some sports patches, NBA 2K17, Naughty Bear, Panic in Paradise. I forgot about Naughty Bear. Um, Ratchet and Clank All for One is still missing, Resident Evil Revelations. So not everything's been restored yet, but it does seem as though this is swinging back in the right direction. And Sony is at least doing some due diligence. Yes, nature's healing. Sony is doing some due diligence in restoring these PS3 patches. So... Good news all around, I would say. Hopefully they can restore all of them, though. Yeah, I'm sure they, well, I'm confident they will. I don't know if that confidence is founded, but it feels like they will. So, yeah, it feels like they're at least trying to get as many as they can back into working order. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, And and some really key titles here, too, like Third Strike Online Edition has been restored, Soul Calibur 4. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So. Uh, still, still a bit of work to be done here, but you know, I, I didn't back when we reported on this the first time, I never would have guessed that Sony would have walked back, walked back their decision to shutter the PlayStation stores, let alone restore these patches. So Mm. yeah, this is, this is some good news. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I think that, you know, it, it only makes sense if you're restoring the store. I mean, the updates never should have gone, but Seeing, no, them, seeing right. them back is is the right thing. I feel like Sony got enough of a gut check to realize they need to <laughs> they need to not aggressively screw over people that have supported them for for a long time now. So good, yeah, good. yeah. So pretty quick news story there, but definitely worth reporting on. But uh, let's go ahead and get that next news story up on screen. And uh, this comes to uh, this was posted in our server by Cream Basics. And good old CD Projekt Red, they have weathered the storm. They have released new sales data. This comes from ZHuge EX on Twitter. Uh, they've released some key sales data, uh, such that Cyberpunk 2077 has sold 13.7 million copies by the end of 2020, despite the myriad issues uh, it, it faced at launch. Um, and also, The Witcher 3 had its second best year in history in 2020, and it has now sold over 30 million units overall. Uh, that's 
wild. That yeah. number is just well, wild hunt, I guess, uh-huh. right? I didn't even mm-hmm. yeah. Um no, that's that's incredible though. And then uh there's a bit of news here too. Uh the next gen console editions of both Cyberpunk and The Witcher 3 are planned to launch in the second half of 2021. So just some just some scatter shots C D nice. project red data here. I don't know if this sells, if this sends the best message though that Cyberpunk I mean, was such a mess. Apparently, I forget where I saw the number at, but I did see that apparently only thirty thousand people took advantage of the refund, right? That they offered. Yeah, I mean, here's here's a key piece of data, and I want to remind people of this: if you were on anything above a base PS4 or a base Xbox One, it was mostly playable and i know that sounds like 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 a low bar to clear but a a lot of people will put up with with a lot of shit for a game that is at least interesting i think uh you know i mean derek you're you're our you know 15 fps is okay guy so i know i know you know (laughs) unless it's it's too bad you know it's yeah different levels of tolerance right like i absolutely tolerated I, I actually enjoyed. I gave I gave uh, good vibes to uh, to Cyberpunk, right? And it probably mm-hmm. would have if it didn't have the issues. I would have given it great vibes. Um, I think that there is there is a uh, you know when you live on the internet like we do, you hear only the loudest voices, right? You hear right. the people that are really pissed off, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think it's easy to forget that. You know, that's not all of those 13 million people. A bunch of those people are way more casual about how they consume media than we are. And they're just like, yeah, it's fine. It it, it crashes sometimes. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I'll start the game over, <laughs> you know. It's annoying, I mean, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I will admit that I got to the point during the review where I was like, oh, the game crashed again. I only had one real point where I was like, God damn, fix your shit. Like, I am having uh-huh. a hard time. I mean... That's that's sort of how I felt as I was playing through um, uh, Sonic. Uh, oh God, Sonic uh, Forces or no, no, no. Uh, boom, Sonic Boom. Sorry, oh, Rise of oh. Mm-hmm. I'm, oh like, try, yeah. I'm like trying to remember. It's like it's the song. Come on, why, why am I not thinking? <laughs> when I was playing through Sonic Boom, everybody was talking about all the glitches and bugs and stuff like this, and. I didn't really encounter that many as I was going through. Now that said, if you actively try to do those, they're really easy to pull off. But if you're just playing through the game normally, which is what I was attempting to do to try to give that perspective. I mean, it's boring, but it's not, you know, not heinous. The thing Mm -hmm. I, the thing I noticed when I was playing through the Witcher or I'm sorry, not the Witcher. I love the Witcher. Witcher three is great. Can't wait for the next gen version. Honestly, unironically, I can't wait for that. Um, cyberpunk i noticed that when i had missions that required me to drive a very long way the game would invariably crash so i just learned and (laughs) i was like oh well i'll just fast travel i was trying to Mm -hmm. avoid it because i'm reviewing and you know so much of the pre pre pre-release hype was this city is so alive you have to see what all these psychos are doing and i was like all right (laughs) you know i guess i'll drive through and maybe (laughs) something zany will happen and it'll be good footage i got and eventually i was like yeah the game just crashes every time i try that i'll just use the fast travel points Mm-hmm. But I, I think that, you know, it, it does send, going back to your original point, Ash, it, it does send a bad message, right? It sends a message that, yeah, you can rush a game out to market and you'll probably still be fine. I mean, uh, you could ride that hype. Yeah. The, the problem is their next game, that's usually, like, the, the game that oh, comes yeah. out is, you know, is fine. It's the next game that gets hit. You know you know what really, I'm, I'm just going to be honest here, though. You know what really sucks 
is they're they're going to be fine with their next game. You know why? Because they're not going to release it on last gen hardware. They're just going to be like, oh look, we targeted the Xbox yeah. Series mm-hmm. X this time, and look at how great this runs. And, also and they have experience now for this yeah, type of game. So. We're, we're going to send out a hundred yellow chairs instead of seventy five. <laughs> we'll increase the right. hype and lower the number of platforms, and everything will balance out. <laughs> We'll go, yeah. we'll go really crazy, and uh, we got Keanu Reeves. Now it's time for Alex Winters. <laughs> Let's get them both in here. It's, oh, God. It also, I mean, honestly, it's it's a pretty damn smart uh, damage mitigation move to take a game that's as beloved as The Witcher 3 and give it a new coat of paint for free. Like that. That's oh, yeah. If help. that's a free upgrade, because mm-hmm. I have Witcher 3. I have not played it, but I have Witcher 3 on PS4. I got it for cheap and the complete version. Yep. So, like, yeah, I'll take advantage of a the, PS5 the next upgrade. The next-gen update is, is free, man. And, and I honestly, if you haven't played it at this point, just wait, right? Um, exactly. I've played it on both. Right. I've I played it on PS4, PC, and Nintendo Switch, and <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to play it again as soon as the next-gen update comes out. It's one of my... Well, it, it is an unexpectedly... Like, I didn't expect it to be one of my top you know rpgs of last generation and it's there so yeah i remember we've talked about it steve you really loved the witcher 3 i i don't doesn't really seem to be in my wheelhouse in terms of the subject matter and then kind of the the period and then the aesthetics but obviously i'm in the extreme minority because you know <laughs> this game is wildly beloved and i know you just adore this game oh yeah Bring um, well, speaking of speaking of adoring a game, uh, it, it's a shame that we don't have Evernight Studio in our live audience today because I know they will be jumping up and down for this next news story. So let's go ahead and get that up on screen. And this was posted in our server by Rob Arman X, and that is that the next Monster Hunter digital event covering Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter Stories 2 has been set for April 27th, uh, so next week at 7 a.m. Pacific. Shoot me now. And here's the really sad part of this. <laughs> The really sad part is I already talked to Brandon to see, like, you're going to react with us, right, man? And I think he's going to be out of town for work. So oh, go we're not going to have we're not going to have our resident monster hunter super expert on deck uh, during our reaction and... stream to this. But we are going to react to it nonetheless. So, yeah. Brandon, I just want you yeah. to know somewhere your rabbits are disappointed in you for this. <laughs> yes. Not, not yes. us. I, mean, are. I, not I have us. to imagine this is probably going to focus more on Monster Hunter Stories too, And right. I think that's a little easier for us to get into oh yeah uh, that's true i think as well yeah i think you're right brandon actually messaged me after after he published his absolutely stellar monster hunter rise mm-hmm. review and he was like hey uh do you need help with monster hunter stories too and i was like i don't know the answer to that because i'm not sure who's gonna try to fight you for it <laughs> nobody he can have oh it. nobody i, I mean when does the once hunter uh let's see comes out in july yeah he has it <laughs> oh that's <laughs> so true yeah coming out that time you well, and plus, Brandon, like, I have you just got a contract, buddy. <laughs> I, I mean, I have interest in 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 Monster Hunter Stories too, as more of a single player story driven experience. But look, next to a hardcore Monster Hunter fan, I would never try to like deny him that opportunity. Our resident Monster Hunter super expert should absolutely take Stories too. So, Brandon, man, I'm not going to fight you for it. There I don't think any of us will. All right. Yeah. That was th- yeah. That's a we have a three way fight on who on who here. gets Final Fantasy. Uh, exactly. Oh no, I I will well, gladly give that one up. I want to play it as a. As I figured, maybe not because PSO two is coming out in June as well. So uh, yeah, PSO not to mention it all, it all with Rash and Clank. It really just depends yeah. on what the heck comes out. Yep, exactly. That's a question for you, Derek. Let's answer this one live on air. If you had to choose, right? This is like choosing between your children, Intergrade or Ratchet and Clank. Where are you going? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
honestly, Final Fantasy doesn't need any help. I, somebody needs to sing the praises of the Ratchet and Clank series. So integrates mine and confirmed here on stream right now. Integrates mine. Like, yes, you, you better hope that they give it to us more than forty-eight hours early. <laughs> I know, I know, right? I was at totally least, was thinking least, that. All you'd have to do is yeah, yeah. yeah. Play the Yuffie, really play the Yuffie stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. That's That's true. true. I am the only one who's uh, beaten uh, Final Fantasy VII, the original Final Fantasy VII uh, remake on hard mode. Got my. That's plat- true. I did not do that. I didn't have time to go back and replay it on hard I'm, mode. But I'm uh, going to talk to our friends at Square Enix because, in in all fairness, I know I know that I talk a lot about about the sh- short time frame we had to review that game, but. Uh, they have been incredibly kind to us since we founded GVG. They have, they have given us mm-hmm. all the support we could want and done some. And I am totally going to uh, say, like, hey, you know, all three of us really love Final Fantasy. <laughs> yes, you know, we do. What, what are two more codes? You want to have a discussion about the Yuffie stuff? We, we're here. <laughs> yep. Oh, hell yeah, man. I hell will. yes. I mean, to be fair, Integrate is a free upgrade for digital deluxe owners, I think. I, I mean, yeah, yes. Yuffie episode so. intermission is not, but integrate itself is. Yes. I might ask for a code yeah. for intermission. Then. I, I already nice. got Final Fantasy VII Remake Digital. So. But yeah, I love we, how this went from the Monster Hunter Digital event to Crash and Clank and then Final <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> we're just not Monster Hunter people. That's, yeah, but we that's, will. I do not want to take it away, though. Stories 2 does look fantastic and probably a good entry point for a lot of people. And right. it'll be interesting to see what kind of DLC or new content they have for rise agreed i am i am very interested to see where rise goes i i'm still waiting after we get through our embargoed content uh i'm gonna do like a monster hunter training session with brandon and then he and i are gonna discuss from our differing perspectives how we feel about the game we already know how brandon feels but we're gonna talk about whether it's more newcomer friendly because i've always been someone who's been on the periphery of the fandom trying to find a way in and just haven't kind of it's kind of me as well yeah Mm -hmm. Well, uh, speaking of how you feel about things, Steve, we have a, a second news story today that Hell is decidedly anchored yes. right around you, man. So let's go ahead and get that up on screen. And now uh, we normally, well, actually, first of all, this was posted, uh, also posted in our, in our server by Rob X, and we don't normally report on announcements of an announcement. So normally we might have just skipped this, but because this countdown website is Judgment's countdown website and is teasing a May 7th announcement, Steve... We know how much you love Judgment. Hell, Obviously, you just yes. review the next-gen version of Judgment here on the channel. It's teasing something, and I think you're the best, uh, one of the best positions to tell us what you think it might be. Oh, it's Judgment 2. Oh, yeah. I it's think ju- they, okay. We already talked about a Judgment 2. This is absolutely... That's ju- what I figured it was, but I wanted to like throw it to you first. Okay, cool. Yeah, Judgment 2 is absolutely getting a proper reveal, and I cannot wait because judgment yeah. is like the darker side of the Yakuza series. Like it, it, it still has some of the crazy wacky humor, but the story just goes places, man. I mean, you're talking about judgment. One was centered around figuring out who the fuck was gouging people's eyes out all over town. Like that is a really messed up, like a, a very dark place to go for this. I like Yakuza deals with murder and stuff, but it's always like, bang you got shot and i feel bad about it because i'm a very honorable bad guy like it's just like they're good guys that aren't good guys whereas judgment the bad guys are just real bad messed up people like uh yagami early on in the game just gets the ever-loving piss kicked out of him by a bunch of yakuza Mm -hmm. he's just like left bleeding all over the place like there's so many scenarios where you as the main character you just get brutalized repeatedly and 
I mean, you find dead people in your office and stuff. Like, it is just wild where judgment goes. I cannot um, wait to start playing through yes. this series. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. It is so good. I just, I mean, Judgment 1 doesn't end on a cliffhanger. It doesn't, you know, it wraps up really neatly. I think Sega or RGG Studio was just like, we don't know if this is going to fly. So let's just make sure it's tied up real nice. Aren't they usually um, pretty good about having complete stories, though? That's a good question. I have not played mm-hmm. a ton of Yakuza. Like, I... My my vibe with Yakuza is like get to ninety eight percent completion and then for whatever reason never finish the cro- the or never cross the finishing line, which mm. is something I hate when people do. But with Yakuza games, I do it all the time. Uh, Apparently, mm. Audible says seven features a tease for judgment. Does it? Oh, does it? No. I didn't like, know that. Well, I mean, I really wouldn't quick. know that. I haven't finished it. But does it feature a tease for Judgment Two or Judgment One? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting, though. Oh, they set up a villain at the end of seven. So that that oh, is man. definitely setting up for eight, or maybe Judgment Two. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, geez, exactly. I, I feel like I'm wading into dangerous Yakuza like a dragon spoiler territory here. I haven't yeah, finished the game. <laughs> I, I, I haven't saw, finished any of them. I have. I mean, between the you know seven Yakuza games and now Judgment and possibly Judgment Two, that's nine games. <laughs> Uh, XQ Jonah says each one is a complete story, but history is heavily referenced throughout, which is kind of which is a good way to do it. Yeah. Oh, I believe it's a character from Judgment who's in seven as an optional boss. But that Judgment character is not the eight. Man, that's a lot that I want to find out. I I have a a lot here. I'm going to assume and don't tell me if I'm right. Please do not tell me if I'm right. I'm going to (laughs) assume that it's a Kyohei Hamura in uh in seven as an optional boss because he would definitely fit the role he's he's a yakuza he's an asshole <laughs> he he would he would definitely like be is he a that boo cali- caliber because i remember as a kid playing dynasty warriors 2 and like they're saying uh stay away from lubu he's a problem it's like oh pff, he can't be that hard and then just two hits dead well the thing that's funny is that hamura like is presented as a major badass in judgment and you do mm. get to fight him and i remember thinking like He's not that special. He's not he's not super great. Like he's not a wuss, but uh-huh. he's not super great. Mm. He'd he'd make like a good mid tier boss for another Yakuza game. Uh because I mean the thing is in judgment, the family that you are wrapped up with, the Matsugane family, is like a nothing family. It's like eight guys. Like so they're no. they're not like a big deal, you know, they're not making waves. So it would be kind of funny. I, I would love to see Ichiban kick Hamura's ass. That would be fun. So <laughs> that, that gives me more reason to go back into into seven and, and find him. Uh I've had some I, I think what took away my steam from Yakuza Seven is that you know how Sony does that thing where you can watch other people's clips? Mm-hmm. Like the thumbnail right. for a clip on PSN had an incredibly massive spoiler for me in it. I think oh, I have that turned sucks. off because why would I want to do that? <laughs> well, now now they offer like granular spoiler controls, but yeah, wasn't wasn't there for me before. Son of oh, a bitch. God. <laughs> but anyway, that's judgment. Sucks, though. Oh, yeah, I'm super hype. I All will, I know, I will be up at seven oh. to watch this, and if it's if it's a big deal, I'll do like a news update on it because I we're not going to live stream a website countdown, but no, I will, no. right, I will right. absolutely yeah. be there at seven to find out what it is. Um, I might still be visiting my mom, so 
You might get a, a feverish upload from me from my mom's house, which would be really interesting. <laughs> it kind of fits be in. like John's jiggly, jiggly puff just, fan. <laughs> just <tweet. laughs> hi, hi, mom. Yeah. Hi, mom. I still wish I had time to go back and play Judgment because like I played a little bit of it alongside you, Steve, uh, after our E3 interview on it that year. And I just didn't have time to stick with it. But I know how much you love it. And I was certainly into it based on what I played. And now, of course, we're already staring down the existence of a sequel. So I don't know when, I, when I'll get a chance to play this, if ever. But I certainly, and now knowing also, I didn't realize that there is a Judgment character cameo in Yakuza Like a Dragon. I wouldn't have realized that. Um, I've also been trying to go out of my way to avoid spoilers for Yakuza 7. But uh, I really wish I could just absorb the gameplay experience of this entire series, all the Yakuza's and Judgment, just so I could appreciate all the fan service and all the little nods and references in each game, but I'm just not there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. I would love to be able to, uh, I mean, that's that's a huge commitment, right? I'm thinking one of the things that I want to do, and I hope that we're able to make it happen, is to kind of have a holiday break where, we, where we're able to catch up before we start talking about Game of the Year stuff, right? And I Ooh. would, during mm-hmm. that time, I really want to, because I don't, I don't have a, any other time during the year where I can sit down with like an 80-hour RPG and just bust it out, which I'm hoping right. that that we'll be able to build a time like time frame like that in at some point. Because typically <laughs> for me, like the end of the year is a quiet time, right? Like in December, typically, yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the game news cycle just stops. Thank God. <laughs> and right, and usually other commitments like work and and things like that slow down, and the kids are home, so there's no school. And I'm like, yeah, this is the time I'm gonna. Every year I tell myself I'm gonna do that, and then it's like, hey, here's a million videos to make. Make those yeah. for. I mean, it didn't help uh-huh. that even though, and to be fair, you know, we were just starting GVG, but we also had two next gen console launches. So, yeah, there's a yeah, bit right. more to cover. Right. Just a little. Okay. Mm. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next story, which I like to call in today in what the hell do they think was going to happen? <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh, get that up on screen. And uh, just about just one month after opening to the public, Super Nintendo World and Universal Studios Japan period are already closing uh, because of a surge in COVID cases in Osaka Prefecture. What, again, what the hell did they think was going to happen when they pushed, you know, the opening that soon? I mean, I think we even when we reported on the fact that Super Nintendo World was opening, we were all like, is this really the best idea? Aren't they just going to have to close again, like with COVID? And it seems as though, yeah, they opened too soon. Now they're they're shutting back down after just a month of being open. And there's no reopening date yet. Basically, until the request, they're going to open it when the request has been lifted. Um, but until then, buy Super Nintendo World and buy uh, U- uh, Universal Studios Osaka. Mm. I don't have too much else to say other than, yeah, I, no shit they had to close it down. Like, <laughs> I mean, there really isn't too much else to say because this is yeah. all rather expected. Honestly, the big surprise is I, with how well you know, America has been rolling out the whole um, uh, vaccine thing. It's like it's kind of weird to me that other countries aren't able to do that as well. And, right. Uh, For once, we're actually handling something COVID related yeah. correctly. Yeah, so decently, but they're, they're already according to this, uh, they're declaring a state of emergency in Tokyo, Osaka, Hyogo, and Kyoto. So it's like, geez. Yeah, it's not just Osaka Prefecture. Definitely not. Yeah, I came up, I came upon this story in a very weird way today. Uh, one of our our audience members or fans, I, I I feel weird saying we have fans, but uh, a <laughs> member of the GV gang, if you will, uh, tweeted at all of us 
um, that tickets to Japan were 200 bucks. And I thought to myself, hot damn, that is a really, really great deal. I'm going to go book it right now. And I thought better of it for a minute. I was like, wait. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm not fully vaccinated. And granted, these tickets are for next March. But I, I had pause because I remembered that Japan has a travel ban in place, right? Americans mm-hmm. aren't allowed in Japan, along with 151 other countries. Pokemon joke goes here. But... Um, <laughs> I decided to reach out to my friend Alex Anziel, who lives in Japan and recently wrote a book on Resident Evil, and uh, ask him, like, hey, is this a good idea? You know, should I should I book it? Like, do you think by March that I would be able to go to Japan and that the country would be open to tourists? And he was just like, man, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I would give it a 50-50 shot. He's like, I'm not even sure when the vaccine's going to roll out here. He he was talking about Oh, God, about they the haven't rolled that, out the vaccine. Well, he was saying that it's not widely available, that and, and that odds are that it will not be widely available until next mm. February. And I was like, God, March, March seems a little too soon now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know yeah. that I want to be in a 10% vaccinated country. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and and of course, oh. you know, anybody who's been to Japan knows how crowded the foot traffic is. I mean, you yeah. know, especially especially on the subways. And I mean, you're just in such close proximity to people. This it, it, it makes me sad to talk about it in this context, just because I can't wait to go back to Japan. I've been saying that I want to go back so badly. My wife and I had planned to go back for I don't even know what number that uh, uh, that trip would be for us in <laughs> April of last year. But that was, of course, right after the pandemic hit in full force. So. We haven't been back, and I was, you know, assuming that maybe by next year we'd be able to travel mostly freely again. But it's starting to look like maybe not. Thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 it might be. I, I am so hopeful. I am hopeful. I, I read some of Japan's uh, countermeasures or COVID countermeasures, and they are terrible. Just in case you're wondering. <laughs> Like they were saying that that if you come in from a foreign country, you they just they politely ask that you not use public transit for two weeks. But they're not checking. Politely not ask. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I need to see, I need to see your cases go down. So I, I canceled the idea of taking that trip. But I agree. What what did they think was going to happen if the country is still in the throes of the pandemic? You know open in a fucking right. theme park. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I yeah. have had some pretty bad and ideas, but <laughs> is... somehow I have we heard about because I know Disney opened up as well in Florida and California uh, to limited capacity. I guess they're still open. I have I have not heard what's going on over there. I thought about going, but, you know, my my family, we're still not fully vaccinated. I get my mm-hmm. I get my second dose this weekend and my wife gets nice. hers the uh so I have Sunday nice and she has hers uh tomorrow so you know maybe we'll nice. just both be incapacitated for a little while but I'm going to take all the tips drink a lot of water you know yes drink a lot of water yeah so I'm I'm hopeful we'll be fine but um I mean we'll we'll be fine but I'm hopeful right. that we won't experience like heavy you know like I've heard some people you know feel pretty shitty for a few hours or whatever but mm-hmm. um, I did for like a couple hours after my second vaccine but it, it was not it, it could have been worse and I think drinking as much water as I did definitely helped so definitely do that and that reminds me actually this today right now I'm at my two week period after my second vaccination so I should be 
fully inoculated, which is kind of cool to think about. So nice. basically, Ash is saying he's just going to go outside with a straw and drink from puddles, like poles. You know, yeah, do, yeah. do everything he's missed. You caught me. It's my, my my Friday night my Friday night plans. You just you you <laughs> lay them bare for all to hear on the internet. Yeah, I'm going to lick everyone's <laughs> meal at every restaurant I see. Oh God, oh, yeah, God. exactly. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's go ahead and move on to our next news story, which is just a fun, soft news story. Good news. It's just fun. Let's go ahead I and throw that out there. definitely didn't load a graphic for this one. Go for it. Oh, Jeez. that's okay. Uh, no worries. <laughs> then uh, this this was posted in our server by Eastman23, and uh, that is that Civilization Six has gotten a new patch that, among other things, includes the most important update of all. It allows you to pet your dog. or allows your unit to pet their dog. Yeah, and, the whoa. scout. <laughs> yeah, which... I mean, oh, wow, I didn't think about it like that, Steve. But yeah, I, okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> At least you, you can now pet, pet the dog dogs. What an absolute unit. <laughs> okay, so you can now pet the dogs in Civ 6. That's all I was trying to say. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's any game. Touch. It is. Any game in which you can pet the dog, of course, is objectively better than any game in which you cannot pet the dog. And so uh, I love that this has kind of taken on a life of its own, right? That this has kind of become a thing where certain games are, you know, like, can you pet the dog? It's a thing. And then some games will be updated so that you can, yes, pet the dog. And it's like seen as a feature that is missing if you can't. I like that it's kind of taken on a life of its own mimetically, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have that whole Twitter account now. And I think that's how it just became, I think it kind of highlighted like how much, yeah. It, you can't do that usually. And I think it was really highlighted when everybody was like, there's so many good dogs in Breath of the Wild. We can't pet any of them. What the hell? Yeah. That seems like yeah. where it really took off. Exactly. Yep. All right. Real so, quick, before you get to the last piece of news, because I have been sitting on this piece of breaking news by mistake for quite some time now. How dare you? I know. I feel bad. But I've also seen <laughs> the person I'm about to talk about in the audience tonight. Uh, Sakuragi updated their pledge from... Uh, Looks like ten dollars up to twenty five joining the EP Dang. squad. Wow! Thank you so Welcome much. Aboard, Thank you very much. Appreciate your support. You obviously we're getting close to the credits, so I wanted to make sure we had that in there. Yeah, uh, your name will be read in tonight's credits. Yes, thank you so much. I just wanted to make sure I went ahead and got that in the uh, spread here. Yeah, oh, cool. Man. All right, nice. I love Adam and, Davis alluding to the to the post show already. I am here for chili and cheese or the Nintendo nice. training. Those are both <laughs> valid reasons to be here for some reason. <laughs> uh, Sakuragi, thank you again so much. And, and just as a quick tease, this was the right day to join the EP tier because someone in the chat, I don't want to give it away, but someone in the chat made a really fun suggestion on something I should do when reading out the EP names today. So you're gonna, you are you got in just under the bar for that. So oh, look man. forward to that. Oh, and, boy. Right? And we are uh, almost there. So let's go ahead and uh, move on to our last move story, n- move story, new story, which is something I'm pretty excited about. A move. And that is that uh, this is also, of course, posted in our server by our resident fellow Mega Man superfan 112. And that is that the Rockman EXE soundbox, which was or- originally released physically in 2016, has suddenly appeared uh, digitally on YouTube. Spotify or YouTube in every territory and then on Spotify and iTunes in Japan, digitally free official uploads. And that could, I mean, of course, not only is it exciting to have Mega Man Battle Network music, you know, officially available to stream free, but that could point to a potential upcoming Battle Network Legacy Collection announcement, maybe. Of course, nothing official on that front yet, but... (laughs) 
the fact that they just suddenly made the, the Rockman EXE soundbox available on these services is interesting. And that's not the only thing they've actually made available. They also uploaded the Capcom Sound Team Band Cat Tunes first mini album one. Uh, which it can also be listened to or streamed uh, for free officially on YouTube in every territory. And uh, one, so, so basically, uh, members of Capcom Sound Team back in 2020, they formed a band called Captain. And this is their first mini album. And it includes uh, four, three to four uh, covers of various Mega Man tracks from Battle Network 1, Mega Man Zero 04, and of course, Mega Man 2 being Dr. Wily Stage 1, the one everybody loves. Um, so. At, at worst, this is cool. We got new Mega Man music on streaming services. At best, though, the Battle Network portion of this story could point to an incoming event, you know, at some point, Legacy Collection announcement. I hope for your sake, yes. <laughs> I, I, <honestly laughs> I hope for my sake, too. I honestly hope so, too. I, I really like the Battle Network games, and I kind of fell off of them Um early like midway through their life cycle i guess when they started going the more pokemon route and having two matching games or is that is that battle no Network? they did no okay. that's battle okay. Network. I I think so. the third game they started doing that yeah i i didn't really love that <laughs> i just wanted my my <laughs> battle network games to be a self-contained no link cable required adventure but i it does make right. me curious what they're going to do for those dual versions when it comes to if a collection actually does happen yeah, because there was def- there were uh, there was functionality left out of various Battle Network games that just ended up being Japan exclusive. Um, like some of the uh, there was like various Boktai crossover functionality. I think one one of those things made it over to the West, if I remember correctly, but not all of them. Um, and there's just yeah, there, there's so much Japanese exclusive content that they could restore potentially for a collection. Um, if they're even working on a collection, it is worth noting that, uh, there are no new tracks in here that would be from anything we don't know about. And that was the case with the, uh, recent Mega Man X soundtrack release, which include all, included all the music that they used in the X legacy collections, same thing for zero and ZX. So this may not be an indicator of an upcoming legacy collection, but I, it could be, and I, I still would be surprised if they didn't do one. It would just be really weird they didn't especially because battle network is one of the most successful mega man subseries of all time mm-hmm. yep um yeah i mean Mike. i guess it, it makes sense to have uh battle network come out before uh legends as much as i want legends but battle network makes sense first for sure yeah, yeah. um michael mccall uh clarifies that uh, battle network four and five kept the boktai stuff six lost most of it due to boktai three not coming out here Thank you for the reminder. Yeah, there, it's been quite a while since I played all six games <laughs> plus the spinoffs. Um, and that is one thing that's interesting. The, the Rockman EXE Soundbox, or everything it does include, and it includes some deep cuts, like not only the soundtracks for all six main games, but also uh, 4.5, as well as the Wonder Swan exclusive in one battle, and uh, I believe the, uh, the Battleship Challenge spinoff. It doesn't include the soundtrack for Network Transmission on the GameCube. And as weird a game as that really was... Weird. Yeah, it was a weird game, but it had a banging soundtrack, and the game itself was pretty cool too. I thought, but yeah, That's it's kind of a weird only omission. game in the Battle Network series that I actually have. Because like, oh, it plays like traditional Mega Man. I'll pick that up and maybe yeah. play later. So I have there it. I just haven't played it. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. Um, hey, uh, Thomas Nerds out says, "Hey, my first live showing." Well, thank. Nice. Uh, yeah, I don't recognize hey. your name, uh, man. So thank you for joining us. We're glad you could make it, and you're uh, you're joining us just in time for our spicy, spicy post show. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think uh, you know. Hopefully, this this does point to an incoming Battle Network Legacy collection. But if not, 
we've got a new official way to stream Battle Network music, as well as that uh, Captoon 1 mini album uh, in all territories, which, which is cool either way. So with that said, that's uh, that pretty much is the end of our news for today. Um, but of course, before we sign off, we have to give a major, major thank you to all of our patrons at the producer tier and above for helping to make this show happen. Because without you, frankly, it would not be happening. So thank you a million times from the bottom of our hearts for supporting us and helping uh, helping us bring this show to you. Uh, as well, of course, we owe a an especially massive gargantuan thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. Now, that thing I was teasing before... At the beginning of the show, Jaden Buck said, whoever reads the EP tonight should do it like the Smash Brothers announcer. So I figured, you know what, let's just throw caution to the wind. I will try to do my best Xander Mobus impression and and give these EPs, give our beloved EPs something a little special today. So here we go. I'm sorry <laughs> if I butcher anybody with my Xander Mobus impression, but let's go. Our fine, wonderful, awesome EPs include Jared Edinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Etiono Ben, Dan and Twistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, It's ATM, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Floating Mew, Echo Carol, Christopher, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Nick Waterman, Jesse, aka Kitty Kong Facts, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, Makalau, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Alessia, Azran127, Kinrule09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Douglas Chomix, Andrew Medeiros, Oram M, Patrick Harrison, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzywig Hoyd, Flaming Highwayman, Sean Garrett, the Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Master Lynx, Sean Davis, Deaneth, Jackson Jordan, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Ashish Joshi, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Hoobie, Wolf X Blake and Moon Macarons, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 minutes and 60 seconds, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Pardo Bowling, Hi Mom! <laughs> nice. Did I do it right? Kotar, <laughs> Kotar Peck, Scuff196, Skokid Tiger, AJB Cool, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Wheezy Penguin, Anthony Wilson Jr., and our latest, newest, most wonderful EP, Sakuragi, 
Thank you Ooh. so much, everybody, for well, all of bravo, your incredible man. support. Bravo, man. Bravo. That was well <laughs> Thank done. you. Seriously. Thank you very much. Well, the, the rest I'll do in my own voice. Remember, of course, that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gbgaming, where you can join our live audience tier for as little as $5 a month. And like our fellow patrons here today, interact with us and our special guests when they're here. Uh, throughout the show and in fact uh, c- keep an eye on our patreon over the next few days because we're about to introduce a, a bunch of changes new uh, new tier perks like new perks at every tier um, we're, we're getting rid of a couple of tiers we're, we're updating some we're adding a new one so there's a lot of good stuff coming uh, to the, the GVG patreon a lot of changes so make sure to check that out but even if you don't and you only support us here on YouTube and drop a like and subscribe we love you either way we couldn't do it without you Thank you so much, and we will see you next week on Monday for our next episode of TNT. Until then, good night and good vibes, everybody. Later. Hi, everyone. <laughs>